Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. Today will be a mix of a rant that started with some self-reflection. Now, this podcast episode is going to be a bit of a generalization, but I do feel like the people who I met who take their sexual wellness seriously are overall more honest people. Listen, I'm not saying this is 100%, but it's safe for me to say that this is often the case. And that's definitely not by accident. Being honest with our sexual wellness, especially our kinky sexual wellness, is one of the hardest things we have to do. But whoever's in charge of our health and really our overall well-being has done an excellent job of demonizing many components of sexual wellness, especially kinky sexual wellness, through false education, false narratives, and relentless attempts to discredit anything to do with kinky sexual wellness. Yet here we are, kinky sexual wellness still shines on. And that's because kinky sexual wellness realizes that not everything we'll like or want to do will be quote unquote nice. And kinky sexual wellness can let you act out those sides in a fun, consenting way. Instead, there seems to be this widespread message lying within the air that humans are supposed to be as pleasant as possible. We're not allowed to be angry or get sad. Messages of ways to stay happy are all around us every single day smile more, look on the bright side, etc, etc. But even without that problem, we have a much bigger problem of companies telling people that they don't need to feel any type of unpleasantness and that they have this magic pill for you not to feel any of it. No unpleasantness whatsoever. Now, this is harsh and it might sound harsh, I know, but I feel that the more and more numbing you put yourself in, the harder it's going to be to face that unpleasantness that was bothering you in the first place. And unfortunately, the only way to get rid of that unpleasantness that you're feeling is to actually go through it. You literally need to feel it, experience it, savor it, express it, act it out consentingly to be able to actually let it go. If you don't go through that experience or the feelings to their full extent, they will just sit with you and they'll sit within you, making you feel heavier and heavier. You know, there's this saying that time heals all wounds, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I know tons of people who carry burdens with them for 20, 30, 40 years, all the way up until their deathbed because they couldn't just go through whatever was bothering them all those years ago. And yes, this is going to be uncomfortable. Going through unpleasantness will always be uncomfortable. In fact, it can be so uncomfortable that it can feel like your actual heart is ripping out of your actual chest. You might not think you'll be able to breathe at certain moments. Your eyes could be filled so far up with tears that everything in front of you is like an ocean. Feeling a soul break for the first time is one of the most painful things you can go through. But breakdowns, I hate to say it, are a part of our life. Life gives us many reasons to have a breakdown. Not everything in life is within our control. Tragic accidents, disadvantaged circumstances and death all make appearances in our life, whether we like it or not. The problem is, even though we are all given reasons to have breakdowns, we live in a system that doesn't want you to have those breakdowns. Like, let's take employers, for instance. 
Even if someone close to you tragically passes away, most employments can only give you a certain amount of days off. Then you have to go back to being impossibly happy in front of coworkers, clients, or customers. And like I said before, we're bombarded with these messages of how to stay happy all the time. I know Kat and I just talked about the negative side of the toxic positivity movement, but it's true. There is a super, super toxic side to that positivity moment. Because being positive all the time is just fucking impossible, which means you're just repressing everything else. And we know that repressed emotions just equal stress. And stress for our bodies and mind can age us, weaken our immune system, damages our interpersonal relationship, and can even prevent us from making new relationships. Even if you think you have successfully pushed that unpleasantness to the part of your brain where you're not consciously thinking of it anymore, your subconscious is definitely thinking about it. And if your subconscious is thinking about something you're trying to avoid, that just equals trouble. At the end of the day, if our subconscious wants something, it will continue to look for it, regardless if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Ignoring your thoughts and feelings and wants won't make them disappear. And on top of that, our bodies are being affected. People shouldn't be encouraged to build walls around the other parts of themselves or any part of themselves. Kinky sexual wellness actually encourages you to do the opposite and explore all parts of yourself no matter what that side looks like, of course, as long as it's done in a consenting and ethical way. Now, we can suppress our emotions in many ways, but regardless of what method you take to suppress your emotions or thoughts, they will still be with you, and eventually, that weight is going to be unbearable. And like I said over and over again, the only way to get rid of those thoughts and emotions is to actually transcend them through creative outlet. Now, any creative outlet can work as long as it's right for you. You can write, you can put it into music, you can paint, you can act, and of course, you can use kinky sexual wellness. And plus, I'm just going to come out and say this, but human beings are not obedient, pleasant creatures. We're not designed that way. We are wild and untamed at heart. But I get it. It's not socially acceptable to be anything but obedient, pleasant creatures nowadays. But it's our sexual self that holds our raw and animalistic side that you can't really get domesticated, as much as some systems may try. And being honest with what that animalistic and raw side looks like to you takes guts. Many people live with shame and guilt over what turns them on, what gets them excited, what really makes their cheeks red, Because the systems in place have told them that thinking those things or wanting those wants are bad and you should feel shame or guilty. And unfortunately, many people still do. But I find that the people that I've met that have stood up to those systems of what sexual wellness is supposed to look like and have taken the responsibility to educate themselves with the sexual education that suits them often have a much more honest and more positive life. Because our sexual self is still our self. It's still part of us. You can't ignore your sexual self. You can try, but really, what's the point? When you ignore parts of yourself, you can't operate at full capacity. You can't operate at 100% because you're not even acknowledging your 100% self. You cannot be 100% yourself without having a healthy relationship with your sexual self. But you shouldn't be scared of it. Your sexual self holds so much power. But that power can only be accessed when you are honest with yourself. And it's like, I get it. It's so easy to lie to ourselves about what we want and don't want. A lot of the time, the decisions that we make about what we want and don't want often involve the opinions of others when it shouldn't be. 
And sex certainly falls under this category. Thankfully, more and more people are becoming more aware of how important sexual wellness and kinky sexual wellness is, regardless of what others think. But that doesn't change the fact that there are people out there that are okay with lying to themselves over what they want and what they don't want. And the problem with that is, when you are okay with lying to yourself, it becomes even easier to lie to the people around you. When it comes to lying to ourselves about our sexual self, it can be because it makes you feel comfortable. Maybe you tried to tell somebody something that you were into and they didn't react the way that you wanted them to. So maybe you just stopped trying overall. And even worse, maybe you convinced yourself that you didn't actually want to do it in the first place. We all know how comforting lies can be. And sex is something that people don't want to get made fun of. But when the porn industry makes almost everything related to the BDSM and kink community like a joke, it's easy to see why you wouldn't want to tell somebody what you're actually into. So yes, I do believe that there is a difference between people who embrace their sexual self and have found that balance and that harmony with it versus the people who actively ignore their sexual self. And you know, for the people who are actively ignoring their sexual self, sometimes it isn't their fault. There are many systems and cultures that are so strict, so censored, and so restricted that getting any type of sexual education is illegal and super dangerous, really. But where I come from, this isn't the case. And there are a lot of people who actively ignore their sexual self. But the fact of the matter is, if you can't face yourself, then you're not going to be able to face anything at all. Facing yourself is like that final boss in a video game. It's dark, it's scary, it's certainly not supposed to be pleasant at first. But then once you beat that final boss, or in this case, you face yourself in the mirror about what actually turns you on and makes you feel alive, and even about what you don't want to do, then that's when everything turns bright. That's when the celebration starts. That's when you get that feeling of accomplishment and achievement. And it is. Meeting and maintaining and nourishing and balancing and all of that jazz about your sexual side should be recognized as a positive and some type of achievement, that's for sure. But it's a lifelong journey. Because your sexual self will grow and develop as you grow and develop. And as you gain experiences in other parts of your life, your sexual side is going to change as well. And that's what I mean by harmony. They all got to work together. But for your sexual side to grow and develop, you need to continue to be honest about the experiences that you have in your life and how they make you feel and then act accordingly. Remember, there are a lot of things within kinky sexual wellness and not all of them you're going to like. So be honest about the experiences that you don't like as well as like and act accordingly. Plus, our bodies are constantly changing. We're always growing. We're evolving in that way. So anything to do with your sexual life is going to be a lifelong journey. And again, it all requires some deep, 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 deep self-honesty. Seriously, by not being honest with yourself, you're really just blocking off such a big part of your life. Don't underestimate the power of your sexual self and owning your kinky sexual wellness. All versions of yourself deserve to live in harmony. When you make that happen, you'll be able to see your life change. But that's really all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening to my little rant on why I don't think it's an accident that the most honest people that I've ever met also really take care and understand the importance of their overall kinky sexual wellness. If you're new here or to the BDSM and kink scene, I encourage you to check out my e-learning video at www.thepartition.life where I make it easy to understand the basics of BDSM and kink. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay kinky.